Welcome, Warriors, to MDC. In this series, I'm examining every single goddamn page of the Secrets of Shadowloo supplement for the Street Fighter storytelling game, intent on uncovering the single biggest secret on each page. Every episode covers one page, every episode is short. Secrets of Shadowloo was published in 1994 by White Wolf Game Studio. Today we're discussing page 68 of Secrets of Shadowloo. Uh, we are in the Tourist Trap chapter, making our way through the Tourist Trap scenario that closes out the book, and we rejoin our heroes, the street fighting player characters, at a restaurant called El Toreador, where a sleazy little man named Miguel has convinced them to enter into a street fighter tournament that is, unsuspiciously, being held in this restaurant at 3 a.m.-ish, and there are no other street fighters here except them, and anyway, just get in the cage and uh, fight this lady. The lady in question is named Dulcinea. She has stepped forward in a sexy matador outfit with a sword, and that can only mean one thing. Well, a sexy matador outfit could mean two things. It could mean that you're at a Halloween party with some white girls who have not yet accepted that you're not allowed to dress up as ethnicities for the holiday, but what it does mean in this instance is that it's time to fight a Spanish ninja. Now, dear listener, I have podcasted to you, podcasted you, podcasted upon you in many circumstances. I have podcasted to you from my living room in the afternoon while my baby is napping. I have podcasted to you from the long, dark hours of the night on occasions when I have lost some audio and had to catch up. I have podcasted upon you from hotel rooms. I have podcasted from a tiny trailer parked in a gravel lot on the outskirts of Portland. I have podcasted upon you during a solar eclipse. Today, I find myself sitting on a dark, dramatic, rainy early morning, having just come in from the blustery weather, clutching a hot cup of coffee, my jeans still spattered with rain. My point is that I understand what it's like to have a weird hobby that takes you to weird places at weird hours. And it is from that unimpeachable position that I pass judgment upon the street fighting fans who are gathered in this restaurant at 3 a.m. in the goddamn morning to sit and idly watch what is about to happen in this story. Put yourself in their position. Imagine that you heard about a, a place in town that does street fights, and you thought, I'd like to see a street fight, and I do hate sleep, and I do love Spanish food, so let me set the old cell phone timer for 3 a.m. and head on down to El Toreador and catch some street fighting action. Put yourself in that position, and imagine what you would do in the scenario that is about to unfold. Dulcinea steps into the middle of the ring. I'll post a picture of Dulcinea. Naturally, as a Spanish ninja, she's incredibly beautiful. And she's wearing a real low-cut matador top, which is probably intended to show a lot of cleavage, but I like to think that it's her personal assurance to the audience that she does not, in fact, have a big weird snake tattoo on her chest, because there's a lot of that going around in Spanish ninjutsu. I appreciate the assurance. How am I supposed to enjoy this beautiful rack if I gotta constantly worry that there's a big goofy green snake tattooed on it? Thank you, Dulcinea. She comes into the ring, and she issues the open challenge. Any street fighter here, any of you street fighters sitting at that table, the only street fighters here, any of you, three or four people... Come fight me, or are you cowards? There's a little note here that I love. Quote, if the characters don't get the clue that she is waiting for one of them, Miguel will suddenly appear at their table saying, well, who is bold enough among you? If, if the player characters see this woman standing in the ring saying, I seek street fighters, who will street fight me? And they're all just looking around the restaurant like, who is she talking to? Does she want that old lady at table seven to fight her? That's fucked up. Then Miguel will show up and be like, hey, dumbasses, there are no other street fighters here. Get up there. Quote, when one of the characters stands up and walks toward the arena, the crowd will rise up and cheer, applauding her bravery. A waiter will ask the character her name and then announce it loudly to the crowd, who will begin to cheer the name aloud. First note, the waiters are complicit in this. They are ring announcers. They are complicit. Secondly, this is an enthusiastic crowd. They are happy to see street fighting. That's why you come to El Toreador. 
they're not like caught off guard by this. There's not a murmur in the crowd like, are they going to fight? Are they going to fight in the restaurant? Everybody is up for this. So what happens here is that Dulcinea fights any one of the player characters one-on-one. Then if she beats them, she'll fight the next player character one-on-one and so on until either she's beaten them all or one of them begins to beat her, at which point she will spring the trap. And here's what that looks like. Quote, six Spanish ninja are hidden throughout the crowd. You may want to adjust the number of ninja based on the number of characters in the troop. They will attack the characters left at the table on Dulcinea's queue. If Dulcinea is about to lose her fight, she will give the signal to the ninja, who will attack the other members of the character's team, the characters who are still sitting at the table watching their comrade fight Dulcinea. Dulcinea will then attempt to finish off her opponent, but if she should lose, then two more ninja will open the gate and come into the ring after the character who beat her. So not to belabor what we said yesterday, but I just want to point out, regardless of how streetwise you are, regardless of how much perception you have, regardless of whether you yourself are a ninja, you have no chance to notice that there are no fewer than six ninja ready for action seated at this restaurant. Quote, Dulcinea, Miguel, and the ninja all work for Vega and are intent on capturing the characters for questioning. Vega, who is behind the kidnapping of Barachi, does not want any street fighters to get in the way. Since the characters were among those who responded to the kidnapping by chasing Miguel's ninja, the team was lured into a trap. Even if they didn't chase the kidnappers, Vega will believe they are dangerous to his plans, basing his conclusions on their reputations. So, this is a big plot revelation, obviously. Vega is the one who ordered the kidnapping of Barachi. Miguel and Dulcinea work for him. This whole supposed tournament is a ruse. Vega actually believed that the player characters were somehow a threat to him or this plan in some way, either because they chased the kidnappers at the arena or just because. Uh, And this is an elaborate setup to capture them. So, okay, that's the plot. More importantly for our purposes today, though, this tells us a little bit about how uh, you, the fighting fan in the audience, got here this evening. We've established that this is 3 a.m.-ish on the same night as the tournament. We've established that there was no pre-planned tournament here. That's why there are no other Street Fighters here. This is totally impromptu. Vega couldn't have planned to bring the characters here any earlier than the kidnapping, which let's say was at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, like five hours ago, which means there was no time to advertise that there was going to be a fight at El Toreador. Therefore, you, the fighting fan in the audience, didn't come here to see a specific street fight. Nobody knew the street fight was going to happen even six hours ago. But you are a fight fan. You are enthusiastic about seeing a street fight That is what you expect, and that is what you want. We know that because the crowd understands what's happening when Dulcinea comes out and makes the challenge. They cheer when the Street Fighter accepts it. What this says about you, you fucking degenerate, is that you creeped your way out here to the bad part of town in the wee hours of the morning to eat Spanish food in a bloodstained all-night restaurant in hopes that a street fight would just happen, which I guess sometimes happens, because otherwise you wouldn't come out here to eat Spanish food at 3 a.m., right? It must be pretty common for street fights to break out at this hour. The text goes on to tell us a little bit more about the restaurant patrons, quote, The patrons of the restaurant are not part of Vega's organization, but they all know better than to get in the management's way. When the ninja attack, they will try to sit very still and wait for the fight to be over. They will then go back to their merrymaking as if nothing happened. If a patron is drawn into a fight, he or she will instead try to run away. The team has no allies in this place. You scum. You lowlife. It's bad enough that you're out here at a restaurant in the sleaziest part of town, stuffing your face with paella at 3 a.m., hoping for a gory pit fight to break out. But at least in the world of Street Fighter, gory pit fights are are generally consensual. Two consenting pit fighters agree to spill each other's blood all over the restaurant. That's not a crime, it's a job, or possibly a kink. But then, ninjas come out of the crowd, and an armed fight breaks out. This is not a consensual fight. Nobody signed a contract to be stabbed by these ninjas. 
This is no different than if you were at any restaurant and a bunch of people with knives stood up and started trying to stab somebody at another table. And all these motherfuckers, all you motherfuckers, remember, I've put you in the position of these creeps, so accept their guilt. All you motherfuckers are just sitting there, quiet, not a peep from you. You know better than to interfere with Vegas plans. I bet you fucking do. Because you're a regular here. All these people knew exactly what they were getting into. They're regulars, despite the fact that clearly things like this happen from time to time. This can't be the first time that ninjas have jumped somebody at this restaurant. Not based on what we know about Street Fighter venues, not based on what we know about Vega, not based on what we know about how Shadaloo treats Street Fighters. So I think the secret of Shadaloo on this page is that Shadaloo, in addition to the natural, crime-friendly environment of the Street Fighter venue, they also enjoy another benefit from operating in the street fighting milieu, which is that street fighting crowds, especially at arenas controlled by Shadaloo fighters, are absolute bloodthirsty animals. Imagine a restaurant full of people sitting and eating and waiting at three in the morning, just hoping to see somebody get stabbed, just hoping to see somebody get beaten unconscious behind a chain link fence, just just anticipating this, this murder dinner theater that they're about to enjoy where ninjas are going to drag somebody out in between the tables and claw them to death right in the middle of the fucking dining area. And imagine that all these people, they don't even wait for scheduled street fights. They just come here on the regular. Every time I guess they get a night off. Hey, your weekend's coming up, Enrico. Got any plans? Oh yeah, I'm going to pull an all-nighter over at the murder restaurant in the crime district. Hopefully watch somebody die. You know, the usual. What the fuck is wrong with you, Enrico? Shadaloo assassins may be the ones throwing shurikens, but as far as I'm concerned... Everybody in this restaurant is guilty of ninja murder. Anyway, thanks to this useless fucking bloodthirsty crowd, our heroes get attacked, and in this instance, the adventure graciously permits that the player characters may win or lose against Shadaloo, depending on how the dice fall. Although I should note that if you don't knock Dulcinea unconscious in the street fight, she is able to auto-escape you without a roll. Anyway, this is our first real fork in the road in this adventure, so join me next time as we discuss what happens if the player characters win and what happens if they lose and why neither thing makes any fucking sense on MDC. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret Patreon-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that RSS feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact or check out the show wherever you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. Street Fighter and all associated trademarks are property of Capcom. This season's theme music, used under a Creative Commons license, is City Lights at Night by Revolution Void, whose work you can find at sites.google.com slash view slash Revolution Void, or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash revolution underscore void. Thanks for listening. Now get lost. You can't compare with my power. <laughs>